We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer BTW, and of course, Danny Goods. What's up, guys? We well, did it. We did it. You don't know how long this journey was to get here. I uh, I will not tell them about the hike we had this morning, Daniel. No. Okay. Don't. I will not talk about how hard it was to keep going up and down the hill. Um, we're going to go right into the fact that this is our weekly episode. And uh, we talked about that Coinova shows would be coming about once a month, I think Daniel and I are yeah. deciding. Uh, and we're going to be, you know, putting things out. But first, I just wanted to like say, Daniel, it's, it's great to see you, man. Welcome to another episode. Well, How, thank you. Thank you. You were in Vegas yes, this weekend. I was. It was a, a buddy of mine just turned 21. I know a 21-year-old. It's uh, interesting. He just turned 21, and uh, so we wanted to take him out and have fun and do things that he couldn't do when he was not 21, because in America, being uh, under 21 kind of sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best thing is, no, everywhere else, it's under 18. I don't know Here, about that, man. When you live with your sucks. parents, you have no responsibility. It's pretty good. Yeah, but you can't really do much else outside of that. That's true. All the fun things. So, uh, so we took him out there. He had a blast. Uh, we successfully made him vomit wasn't the intention but that's what happens when you turn 21 and you try things out um uh the one thing i did want to say was i did use bitpay right and we've been you know if you listen to the podcast it's like i use bitpay we've been talking about that what what happened so this is the first time where two two times out of i use it like five times so uh two times it got denied no. Or it didn't d- get denied. It just wasn't going through. Something was going on. They couldn't figure it out. Um, one of the times, uh, a, a different separate time, it just took a, like over a minute and a half over or maybe maybe over four minutes for it to go through. I forget what the timeline was on that one for it to actually go through. So I want I, I hope BitPay's listening because I would love for them to figure out what the issue was, um, of course. But they're the only ones that are allowing us to do this. Yeah, I was just going to say that they are the ones that are, I think they're the only ones right now that I feel comfortable enough to say, oh, wow, you actually can convert your Bitcoin to the card uh, for USD and it really works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, it, I mean, I'm not going to say that I've had I've had a couple of moments that it, it failed on me, but uh, if you guys remember, I put a down payment on a car and I swiped that on that thing and that did not decline. But you never, got, but uh, have you ever gotten declined at all? Yeah, I got declined at this weird noodle place in LA. This like <laughs> Asian uh, Thai style. But it was like a sm- was it like a big chain? They was had it, one what? of those non iPad machines that looked like an iPad machine, but it really wasn't. It was oh, like some fake. And, see, uh, so I think it's coming down to like it's the system. It's the system, and if they accept that card, but they got one one recommendation. BitPay is that let's put a chip on those cards. Come yes. on, yes, it feels weird without the chip. Yeah. I feel they struck feel, this deal. Can I ask you something? I want to ask you something. Do you think it's lowbrow to not have a chip now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like I'm like, what am I, a peasant? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you don't have the chip, they go, uh, please put the chip in. I'm like, I don't have a chip. They're like, swipe it. Yeah, swipe that. Seriously, I, I'm a, I, the other thing that I'm afraid of is that the swiping is going to go away, and we're not going to be able to do that by the time they get us away. a new card. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I hope it's not going away. chip. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, well, that's cool, Daniel. Did you have fun? Was it exciting? Uh, I I saw DJ Zed, oh, who is one of the only DJs that I kind of know. Yeah. Um, and I'm still baffled as to how DJs make money. Like, they make money. But like, 
they're just pressing play. <laughs> I don't know what to tell. Like, they're not wow. actually mixing much. Uh, but DJ Z. That's, that's a broad statement there. But, uh, it, but not a few of them are very good at mixing. And he is one of those guys that's very good at mixing. DJ but, like, community, I just to, want you to know that I support you. I used to be a part of the Ellen DeGeneres show all the time. Right, right. And she had a DJ on there. She has a DJ on there all the time. And all that guy does is press play on an iPod. Well, but that's, that's a different he's just working on a daytime talk show. What is he? You have can't to be do? called DJ whatever if all you're doing is press and play. You I, can be called I don't know, finger guy. I don't know whatever. Oh my god. Anything else. You can't be called DJ. Because one, there's no discs next to you. We're going down this rabbit hole of that. Anyways. Anyway, uh, I just want to say at the top before we get into our block news segment, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, we appreciate anyone giving us uh, a rate or review on iTunes. Uh, throw us a couple stars, whatever you want, review, because it's going to help us reach out to more people. And just want to thank everyone that's been with us since the beginning. And any support going forward would be great. Uh, we're voting right now on Twitter, so go to Coinboys Podcast. Vote on the coins we talked about. You know, Yes. Uh, SafeX is winning. So. Yes. By, by the way, we know nothing about SafeX. Uh, we do not, but we, we stand by what we believe in. Like, yeah. You want us to look at it? We will look at and it. And Zavex uh, got on the it, list because because it wasn't even us. We didn't know anything about it, so it was the community who reached out. Yes, and they have been, I must say, from what I see, a very positive community on all the comments we're getting. So far. They are literally retweeting and pushing to get their coin looked at. And, and looked I at. really appreciate that and respect that. So so, so there's that. Uh um, so being with that said, uh, SafeX people, if you're listening, if you can get us the information or get somebody to contact us so we can ask questions, we'd love to do that because that would probably be the best. That to me is the best thing to do is if I can talk directly to the person. Now, just keep in mind, I we will ask questions that are hitting, hopefully hard. Hit, like we're not going to hold back any punches in terms of um, no. backgrounds uh, on them. The way they're approaching this is like they want us to look at it. Like some people think it's a good project and we'll see so hopefully if we think it is. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully um, uh, we can get someone. But I'll go into some other things at the end of the show, but we should get into something right now and just and just get into that block news. And what do you think? Very well. So, guys, at the top, I just wanted to quickly talk about uh it's it's connected to us because it's uh basically the Supreme Court has denied Ross Albrecht a chance at um appealing the conviction that he's gotten, which was yeah, two life sentence. sentences. They have denied looking at it. Uh, we had Lynn, his mother, who's running freeross.org, that's supporting the campaign to try to get a sentence at least lowered so that he can have parole or at least, you know, from a life sentence to 20 to 15 years. Um, and that's all they were asking for. Um, what do you think of this, Daniel? Uh, it's sad that they're not even going to look at it. Uh, why aren't they going to look at it? I don't know. Do you, I, I have no clue. I, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't want to give like a harsh opinion on like the government, but I, I do think that it's kind of like, I don't, it might be, too soon but like i don't think it's over i have this weird feeling that it's not over like this might be and if you heard the interview that we did with lynn mm -hmm. she talked about at the time she was appealing this particular decision so it, it's a really interesting now for daniel and i to talk about it after the fact that we got to talk to lynn um i i just hope the best for them 
I'm, um, I'm hoping that as Bitcoin and other crypto becomes more popular, that they can come back and take a look at this. Uh, and hopefully that changes the opinion of the Supreme Court. I don't know how this works. Unfortunately, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, uh, hearts out to you. I, run, I wanted to read some of the tweets that they wrote on our Twitter posts when we reposted the episode to share with everyone. Uh, Crypto Kiwi uh, said, One of the greatest miscarriage, miscarriages of justice in our generation and must be addressed by the people. Uh, another gentleman named the Crypto Stash, who I know, I've met before uh, at, at the meetup, is a great cause. Uh, crypto sanity. The sentence does not match the crime in any sense. Heartbreaking for Lynn. And then uh, Lindsay uh, Boucher. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Heartbreaking with hearts breaking emoji. Uh, but we had something really cool. Uh, it looks like someone named Joe Plum underscore life donated to freeross.org through oh. our post. And... I just want to say, uh, if you're interested, there's free freeross.org. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the next thing is. She, if she's still taking donations or what's going to happen, but but uh, check it out. Uh, you could at least check out our interview with her. She goes into detail about how it all started, and we send out our best wishes to the family and uh, Ross, of course, and of course Tatiana yeah. uh, was also connected, who was a musician we had on the show, and she actually visits him as well. So, um, so we hope the best. That's all we could do, yeah. right? Uh, moving on, uh, you have something interesting about uh, form Formula One racing, right? Which is something it's, I don't know much about. It's not necessarily Formula One racing, but it is, it is important because I know nothing about Formula One as well. Right. It's more about Kodak Coin. Kodak Coin is um, sorry, not Kodak Coin. It's called Kodak One, Kodak's blockchain technology. Um, okay. They signed a deal with a guy named Fernando Alonso, who's a Formula One driver. And Got he's it. now going to have all his stuff on their blockchain. So um, I remember when we first talked about Kodak Coin, we, it was like seemed fishy, seemed like a. Well, they just we came out of nowhere. On. They're like, guess what? We're an old fil- film company and now we're going to do blockchain. Exactly. So I didn't we didn't understand what they were, uh, what the intentions were. And their intentions now looking looking at it seem pretty close to how engine is looking at their uh their blockchain technology and i'm i am very very much comfortable saying blockchain technology versus calling it a token or a coin because it's it is just that they're using the blockchain to help their company and what so in this signing it's kind of come to light as to what they're trying to do so you as someone who takes a picture uh who owns the copyright to that picture you can now put it on the blockchain Mm -hmm. okay and then you take that and you cap, you own the copyrights, you own everything, and you can then do whatever it is you wish to do with it. Right. right? Now, where where this Fer- Fernando Alonso comes in is kind of how the whole reward and ecosystem works with Kodak uh, Kodak One. If you're a fan of this guy, and you take a picture of him, well, now you can put it on the blockchain, and he's aware of it, and he can now use it should he want to. Um, I don't know if you have to allow him or if you sell him the 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 uh picture or i don't know how how it kind of works out uh, in terms of that detail but uh eventually he could use it should he really like it and you get a reward on top of that and the but the reward isn't money it's given you basically you can use it to exchange the goods and services and that's that kodak one token on there Uh, that's how that would work out um i think it's pretty cool i i think it's a breakthrough technology for memes because now you can probably copyright your memes. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't know how that's gonna work out. But 
who knows um i am a little scared though because the rewards programs like if everybody does this that's too many seeds i want one just one just seed. one seed <laughs> give me one give me one seed for for all of my rewards programs okay and maybe somebody can make a wallet like a mew mm. that could work out maybe i don't know okay. um but I also think that uh, there's a lot of craziness happening with uh, celebrities coming into cryptocurrency. Why do you say that? Because Acon just created his own cryptocurrency. <laughs> yes, of course. It's all over crypto media. Acoin. Come on. Now, uh, the details on what this is, I'm going to go ahead and let the the news explain this because uh, okay. it actually I, I, I heard about it on the local news, which I thought was interesting. But here you go. Platinum selling artist Akon is working on a new business venture. He's launching his own cryptocurrency called Acoin. Acon says a coin will be the currency for his futuristic town under development in Senegal. When asked how the currency will work, Acon replied, quote, I come with the concepts and let the geeks figure it out. Greatest quote ever. I hope he doesn't think it's like geeks can do it. I hope he doesn't think he just calls like the geek squad at Best Buy and they come <laughs> to his house and they're like, can you guys, I called you for the blockchain technology. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and set that up at the back. <laughs> but Mr. Mr. Akon, sir, uh, we only know how to fix uh, broken computers. Uh, great. <laughs> That'll work. I have this computer over here. Put crypto on it. I mean, look, he has money, so I'm sure he's getting. He can invest into some people, and I'm uh, sure if you invest into the Acoin, you deserve to lose any money to which honestly you, you invested in it. If Drake decides to go blockchain technology, he's gonna make. Now his hope is good. His hope. On what to do is good, but I don't see how he. I don't see how. Oh, Akon. Yeah, I don't see how that's gonna be worth it. But he doesn't have any different of a concept than Roger Ver. Roger Ver also wants to do the same thing. So hey, that's there. You go. That's pretty true. Uh, moving on, like we said, every block news will have a gaming kind of topic. It could be gaming crypto related or just gaming related because I'm a gamer and I know there's some crypto gaming fans now a part of our fan base. Uh, from a lot of things we did recently. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, at the TFW, which is the Dal Dallas Fort Worth. DFW. DFW. I'm sorry. Dal T. Dallas Worth. Yeah. Fort Worth. Worth. Uh, Texas, Dallas of course. Uh, there's gaming lounges now, which are pretty much like 40 inch TVs with a nice leather couch. You can play video games uh, while you wait for your airplane. And just for me, as a person that hates the airport with probably the the most i just hate it there's something about the airport that is just terrible uh um, it's probably all around. the airport if there's a <laughs> the way employees, to make everything if you want for instance this is my my thing is like if you want to feel what it's like to be miserable if you want the feeling of miserable and what that feels like you go to the airport mm -hmm. you want to see people miserable are you too yeah it's perfect are you too happy in your life <laughs> Go to the, Go airport. the airport. You'll That's be unhappy. But once you land in your destination, you're finally happy. I get it. You have to go through that sh that whole process. Uh huh. Um, it's so you're stuck. The, the airport airlines, everybody just just sticks it to you, however they can. But it uh, goes crazy. what do you think of the the gaming lounge? They look cool, right? It looks. I'll nice. post the picture. Does as a gamer, does that look comfortable? It looks very. They look. These guys who are playing the games, they're like, I'm a gamer, and everyone else is like waiting in line for a Starbucks and we're here just playing video games. You know you know what I saw while I was in Vegas that I thought was pretty cool? What's up? They have like more and more I've never seen this, but more and more virtual reality 
kind yeah, of arcades. They're, they're I don't know very, if you're playing a game or something. But it's very. Um, you see, I'm not a big VR guy, but I know in like, like I am amusement park places now, and I consider Vegas like an amusement park. Yeah. So you see it a lot of places. Did you I, get any oxygen? I want to. The first time when I went to Vegas, I was 19. We we went there because we wanted, um, we wanted to possibly open up an oxygen bar. I could see you selling oxygen. Oxygen. Because if you're willing, if you're stupid enough to buy it, uh, sure, I'll go and sell it. Right. But uh, but that's besides the point. Um, the VR stuff though looked pretty cool. I would like to play it. The only thing is, so it's not like an arcade. An arcade back in the day, you had a quarter. Right, and I'm not saying the video games or the games that you play on the VR should be a quarter, but uh, so you had one quarter, and depending on your skill, you lasted until the end of the game. Okay. Where I don't, I feel like this VR stuff is very much timed. Yes. You can't like on one quarter, you don't have the op- opportunity to go for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending on. Got the it. Game. Uh, so I hope they make games that were as long as you, as long as you're good, you continue to play. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I I just like I uh, and I love, I love talking about gaming now. Oh yeah, what? Uh, I saw the thing that I I don't know if you had mentioned it. What? But Fortnite uh, tournaments over at the MGM. Yep, they're doing. Uh, there's well, there's there's the Luxar uh, esports arena, and then there's the which is huge. Yes, it's but like fairly new. Seems unnecessarily huge. It should be one floor. That's <laughs> but it's like or put it this way, it's it's only one floor. I think I didn't go inside, but like. It goes so high. People can like buy nosebleed tickets to watch people play stuff on televisions. That's insane. It's uh dude, I mean, we'll go more into that a little bit more. We talked about some esports obviously at the E3. I was talking to uh sliver.tv and of course uh we talked to Wes a while back about esports. Yeah. Um, but the thing is I find it interesting like something like Fortnite is free, right? Free to play. It has a very similar. You can understand kind of what Engine Coin is doing because they're trying to like attach currency to skins. So here's the thing: is that the amazing thing about Fortnite is that it's making so much money, and you're like, how does it make so much money? Because it's free to play because of the microtransactions. People want this costume, but it costs this amount of V bucks. Guess how many that 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 equates to? It's like Bitcoin. V bucks equals this amount of V bucks equals a hundred dollars of that. $20 for a new skin and people are dropping it like water. They did it right. Fortnite said, "Look, this game is free. You can play it for free. You could be just you could play but it. But if you want the cool stuff. But if you want the cool stuff, you spend the money." Yeah. You know, so um and Do guess you- guess what's happening? What's happening is that uh the money is like water. They made 300 million in one month. They make 2 million on the mobile app a day. Have you bought any skins before? I have. And I'm Why? Because th- there's like I want one that represents me. So my pickaxe is a movie camera, and oh. it represents me because I love the movies. I love making movies. You know that's kind of like my dream. Okay. Uh, so my pickaxe has that, and you know, I mean, I just like. And you find it worth it. You feel like it's worth it too. I personally don't have. I don't have a lot of Fortnite stuff, but no, I, I'm, saying, I'm just in general. Like I, I played Battle Royale, and you could buy gems, for for this, and um. You get legendary cards or something. You get you get upgrades, whatever upgrades that they are. And my buddy probably spent like a K on getting legendary cards and leveling up and leveling leveling up. At what point does it become too much? Like, what makes it worth it for somebody to spend one thousand dollars on something like this? Well, 
I have some new. You were talking about the Friday night stuff, right? Yeah. I want to give you an example here. Okay. Um, so the winner, uh, Ninja, who's like the biggest streamer right now, he beat this clan called Phase Clan, which I actually walked around E3 with, and I know them. Okay. And but it looks like on June 29th, the Friday night, he uh, he killed, he beat them in the grand finale. Yeah, he, uh, he apparently in Vegas. In, is that the MGM thing? I think I don't know if it's the MGM thing, but I just know that he did. I think it. I think it's that tournament. Yeah, it's got to wow. be. Uh, former Halo teammate, which is Ninja. They don't have to say that. Wins uh, with Keemstar, which I actually know is uh, twenty thousand on Friday Fortnite celebrity tournament. Hmm. Oh man, that's so cool. And Ninja's the celebrity. Yeah, because oh, well, no, no, they're, they're Vince Vaughn's playing today. <laughs> Hello, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he w- at E three there was um the pro am and he won with Marshmallow, which is a DJ. Um, <laughs> who you were talking about? Uh, moving on, I uh, I'm gonna talk about Kin, which is uh, related to us because Kin uh, was actually a coin of the show a while back, right? Uh, Daniel, we did yep. it, did it a while back. I that was say. all you. That was all me? Diving deep into the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. That's what we do on the Coin Boys podcast. But uh, basically, why am I talking about Kin real quick is that because we were talking about Kin when they were developing their protocol for the Kick app. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you didn't know, Kick owns Kin, and that's their cryptocurrency blockchain that they're creating. But it looks like a 1,000 users were selected from the Kick Messenger app and will get a chance to play around with the Kin currency uh, for uh, this week as part of the beta test. Uh, so basically, uh, the way it works is it's a it's a it's a reward system, you know. And uh, obviously, uh, there's just this is just a way for you to basically the idea that Ted Livingston, who's the CEO, said was that uh, the whole idea is allowing users on the messaging app to earn currency tokens, spend them on in-app purchases, and eventually be able to do peer-to-peer transactions. And just to tie this in with Fortnite, it's kind of very similar. Um, yeah. You're earning to buy special and things. It's like Kodak One. So I think what, what's happening now... Is that not... I think it's kind of smart. It's great. No, what's happening now is we're really understanding how all businesses are using or can use the blockchain technology and not necessarily open up an ICO. For instance, this is not Tron Dogs, which has nothing to do with what Tron was trying to do. This is actually their 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 dream of what they think their coin's supposed to do, mm-hmm. and they're they're testing it right now. And um, I'm ex- that. What does that mean? It means they're in beta, which means that they're sort of a proof of utility. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, interesting. Uh, if you're interested to learn more about Kin, uh, check out our episode. Uh, but I want to get into money, Daniel. What's going on with this money yeah. you're talking about? This isn't about crypto, but we have to remember why we're here. One of the things that I feel that we're that we're here for is we're we're not happy with how fiat currency is working. We're not happy with that system. Uh, we're not happy with what banks are being allowed to do. We're not happy with what the government allows the banks to do with fiat. So here in Germany. A court has ruled that negative interest rates on retirement plans Wait, are Wait, we're illegal. in Germany? You said here in Germany. No, no. I didn't know we were in Germany. So, sorry, here in the story <laughs> that I'm talking about, I, if we were in Germany, I'd be very happy having joke. some beers and brats. I would too. That'd be great. It's delicious. Yes, I'm excited. Uh, but don't mention anything about your family history in Germany. No. Okay, so um, the German court has ruled negative interest rates on retirement plans um, are now legal. I never knew that this was a thing. 
uh, where they guarantee you. So you, so somebody can give money to give money to a bank for their retirement plan, and the bank guarantees them a certain percentage in in um, profit or in gains. Then they can attach a negative interest rate on top of that and charge you. And so essentially, they can take effectively take away your gains. Okay. So you're just kind of leaving your money there for no reason. Now, I wasn't necessarily surprised or shocked because this, to me, just sounds like a fee. A fee that banks normally charge anyways. How they're doing it sounds kind of shady and it's, and it's really confusing, which is not good. So this brings up my next point of do simple math, guys. Do simple math. Check to see, is it worth it to give your money to this retirement plan? Will you make money? Will you not make money? Will you lose money? So on and so forth. So, simple math. My, um, I'm just shocked that people don't aren't willing to do the math right. for anything. Huh. Um, obviously, I if hate math, maybe yeah, math is is so necessary. You can't play Monopoly without math. But you got, yeah, that's true. So, uh, but like for example, I went to the supermarket, and I got toilet paper. Now I always look. Because I caught this once, and ever since then, and I mentioned toilet paper because toilet paper is the only one that I've seen this kind of consistently happen. But uh, the uh, the smaller packs, like you got you got a four pack or an eight pack, right? This 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 the four pack was like four bucks. Yes. Whatever. The eight pack was nine dollars. Yes. Why would I get the eight pack? I don't know. Why would you? No reason, but people do, and the reason why is because they're not paying attention. They're not doing the math. They don't know that, oh, I could just get two four-packs, and I save a dollar and get the same amount of toilet paper. There's definitely... This is my toilet paper revolution, guys. There's definitely math in in crypto, but what I want to say is I feel like crypto is its own measurement of its own currency. Like, it's its own thing. I don't. I know it's no. decimals. Well, I mean, yeah, of course, but we're talking about interest rates. We're talking right, right. about uh, money gains. We're talking about profits. That's something else. Um, sure. So, you want to make sure that you can retire. You don't want to put in money, assuming that you're going to get more money and you're going to retire by a certain time, and then suddenly you realize you don't really have the amount that you were hoping for. So you got to be very careful. Now, if this becomes a, if what I feel bad for is that if this is the case, then Germans right now may not have a bank that is willing to give them a, g- a good enough profit for their retirement. And then now where they now where are they? They're right. screwed. Okay. So hopefully um even though that they are allowed to charge this fee, hopefully there are some worthwhile retirement plans. All right. Get your money straight, guys. You know got to know what money is first, right, before yes. you get into crypto. That's huge. Should you know that? And some people don't know you anything really, about money. You need to know where your money came from. Do your Do research your money on the Federal research. Reserve. Yeah. Moving on to uh, some news about our old exchange friend, Mt. Gox. Uh, and before we go into that, of course, uh, they were a part of kind of a theft in uh, 2014 that they suspended trading and closed the website in exchange for service and filed bankruptcy. Um, and the company, basically, that it was announced that they lost up to 850,000 Bitcoins belonging to customers. Uh, and uh, they were likely stolen. Uh, the amount valued was 450 million at that time. Um, 150,000. Uh, although 200,000 Bitcoin have been since found, they've been found. Okay. Um, the reason for the disappearance, theft, fraud, fraud mismanagement, 
Uh, new evidence, though, arose in 2015 that the Tokyo security company, uh, Wiz Sec, uh, SEC, I guess, uh-huh. led them to conduct most of all of the missing Bitcoins were stolen straight out of the Mt. Gox hot wallet over time since 2011. Wow. Saying that basically before the, even that whole crash and the stealing and the trading breaking, mm-hmm. uh, that, they, that they were like taking money from the beginning. I can't imagine like that's a lot of Bitcoin. And what's the news that they're going to pay it back? So they have to. So the court just ruled that they have to pay it all back. But the question becomes, how? Uh, I don't know. Especially how, how now do that they? we know that they don't have eight hundred fifty thousand of it. Which, by the way, I just did the math really quickly. If they had sold all that at the end of January, uh, end of January, which is quite possible actually, because that could explain a lot of the dip. It's seventeen billion dollars. Whoa, seventeen billion with a b that's a lot um that is a shit ton of money so that that could have happened now um the question becomes how are these people getting paid back are they getting paid back in the bitcoin are they getting paid back in the value of the bitcoin at that time that it was stolen fiat or are they given it at the time now fiat um so we don't know we don't know much. They said that they, uh, Mt. Gox did say they would be paying their creditors back by next year. Uh, so that's one thing they said. Good luck. Um, I hope that I hope it happens. I don't know how faithful you are about this, but I hope it happens. I honestly, it's see it or believe it. I mean, let's wait and see if it happens, okay? Because this is crypto. We don't know what's going on, okay? This isn't Bank of America. This is Mt. Gox, which was a form of Magic the Gathering website, guys. Don't forget that little note, which was, hey, these guys are geniuses. It's a shame that they didn't get, like, they didn't think, let's get more security behind this. Let's, Let's try to figure that out. Or... Who's, well, they have come out to say that they didn't steal it, but... No, I mean, but now there's... Could be. Well, that's the the thing but i'm just saying mm-hmm. it could have been legitimized yes um is basically the bottom line uh so that's it for block news i don't have any other kind of news that we're going to talk about but we're just going to go to the back end of the show and i wanted to talk about a couple things all you? right are you cool with that sure you don't look like you want to talk about a couple things no i want to talk about everything i just wanted to talk about i saw the you know you got to talk about vegas at the top i'm closing with me bro do it so I'm closing with the fact that I saw Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, uh, which is a mo- movie and a documentary about Fred Rogers, who had the the show, well, kind of like the pioneer for children's television, educational television. Um, I mean, the guy literally was a uh, remarkable humanitarian, yeah. um, human being, smart. He knew how to talk to and communicate with children. It yes. was incredible. And this documentary blew my mind because um, uh, I grew up with him. I did too. I grew up with him thinking, this man is... Slow. Um, That's how <laughs> it was talk- very. But the puppets scared the crap out of me. All those puppets scared the crap out of me. So I just want to say a few notes that mm-hmm. I I want to mention is the slow talking which you just mentioned. Yeah. When you're watching the documentary, you could pay close attention to how the kids react to him. Yeah. And it's like that he's speaking the, to them in their language, and it's amazing how their eyes light oh, up and they listen. You don't even have to. Here, it's amazing. Do you know his show lives on today, right? Of course. It's on how? Twitch. No, no, no. Actually. Do you know, no, I mean, do you know how new episodes are being well, made now? P- PBS? New episodes. Oh, how are they being made? Because my daughter is in love with oh, right. Daniel Tiger. Which is an awesome cartoon. Which is an awesome little cartoon, but that's based on all of the characters it's from based. the land of make-believe. It's and amazing. if you guys can just 
give yourself a shot. Watch one episode. Yes, it's slow. Whatever. Uh, get drunk or high right before you. Well, that, but that'd be pretty cool. Um, here's why. They totally Fred Rogers and revamped it, uh, including all kinds of uh, races, all kinds of 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 that's scenarios great. and families. That's it's crazy. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Is like they he broke through barriers that no one was was. They were afraid to tell children. Like he, he thought it was important for children to kind of, in their own language, learn about. Like he literally did a week on a. He did assassination. What's really interesting? Can I just say one really major fact that's really cool? His first week, his first week was was news on the Vietnam. So they had the deal with the Vietnam War. So the first week of his show, they were talking about those kind of subjects because they had to. Because it was just happening, and whenever there was a tragedy, something big that happened, he explained to the kids through his program what it meant and how to react to it, which was a you know. That's he, am- and I heard a news. Did they talk about this in the documentary about his car getting stolen? No, no. Did and you? he's not a Navy SEAL, and he has no tattoos well, on no, his arms. I heard that this it's is a kind of a rumor, and uh, but I, I think it's a fact. Um, his car got stolen. And it was on the news that night that his car got stolen. Okay. The next day, the car came back right where it was parked with a note on it saying that if we had known this was yours, we would have never stolen it. That's amazing. That's the kind of pull he has. You know who used to work for him? Of course he does. Do you know who used who? to work for him? No. Batman. What do you mean? Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton? No way. What yeah, did he do he was, for his he show? He was PA on the show. That's amazing. Well, dude, that's what they show him. It's not just the guy. You know that he was exactly the same from when he was on TV to outside behind. And he said, they show you that kind of stuff. And there's some, ma- I don't want to spoil it, but there's some really rare footage in this spoil documentary. Spoil the ending. He dies, guys. Oh. Well. <laughs> but no. his, you know, his kids are in this. You see perspective from his, oh his immediate God. family. I've seen, I've heard, I, this is before, I, don't, I haven't seen the documentary yet. I want to see it. But I had already known that he had, he would write handwritten letters and he wrote back to everybody. And he never and he never sat in the back in a limo. He sat next to the person that was driving him. Like this man walked the walk and talked talk. He here's the one final sentiment that I try to tell people is that not just is he a ma- humanitarian, he like believes in how children and humans have to gr- have to learn certain things in order to become great people. Um and yeah, sometimes not everyone turns out great, but you know, there's just the little things that I just remember watching his show when it's just amazing. Like, um, so the documentary will like pretty much made me cry a few times. I mean, shit, it, it might as well. Um, there's so oof. many different ways it could. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can see exactly how you could cry. I'm a kid. I cried watching. Oh, he did an accepted speech for the, he got a lifetime achievement at the Emmys. And I, I cried. That. I cried at that one. But just, you know, live, live in it, man. That's great. That music meant I had to turn off the TV because of scary puppets. He created that in. music himself. That's insane. And uh, you know, if you want to check it out, look look for your local theater. You might get lucky in LA. It's playing in a couple places, but if it's in a city that plays, find a theater that might be playing it. Uh, but if not, wait for it to come out, and it's probably going to be available. It's uh, I think it's going to be nominated for the best documentary at the Oscars. I would imagine. Yeah, it's probably going to. Um, like, it's well made. It's really informative. You learn a little bit about his history, but not as much as you think, which was one thing I can criticize. What, like his, pe- prior to his the show? His real, like, history. Prior to the sh- prior to him starting the like, show. Like, as a kid and everything. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to know that, but so probably they were, boring. But there were, 
but what I learned is that he came from a very wealthy family. Yeah, that's but probably had, why it's very boring. But here was what I was going to tell you is that Daniel, the pup, the puppet, yes. was the mo- the one that related to him the most. That <gasps> was him as a child, and that was his insecurities as a child. What? Miss Lady Avonlea would always calm him down. He would always like. He would always like okay. ask, say, "I don't know if they're gonna like me." It's funny they do that on the show now. That's what that's what he's all about. He, I watch about every episode. He represents show. the confused child who's trying to learn. It's interesting because on the show, psychologically, he, it's he, very. He, they they on the on the show the Daniel Tiger show now they have this song where it's like, where they're teaching kids you're gonna be told no and you can't freak out like all the time. It's like. Uh, if you so if, they still follow the motto of his style of education then like where you, you you're very yeah honest it's to the extreme kids. i'm very uh impressed with the well that's great that you're using his that. his beliefs still uh well i i always thought he was good so well I'm i down. think there is scary but good <laughs> um final note about fred rogers is that pbs was going to go under and he had to go in front of uh congress yes and the what's really funny, YouTube. yeah, the clips on YouTube, but what's really funny is that the guy that was running it and making the big decision, the one main congressman that made the final decision, mm-hmm. he literally says before Fred Rogers gets up, he goes, is anyone going to just talk and not read off of like letters so that you could at least try? He's like, <laughs> like seriously, no, everyone was pitching in that space, like the edu- you know, PBS space to help it. Oh, really? I didn't know so that. So when he stepped up, Fred Rogers immediately was like, um... He's like, I was going to read something. I wrote something. And he's like, and then the guy felt better. He's like, you can read. He's like, no, I'm just going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. And Uh dude, in that one speech, at the end, the guy's just like, well, you just won the 20 million. There you go. And he kept PBS going. Yeah. That motherfucker was like the the second coming of Jesus. Unfortunately, recently, PBS got screwed over. Sesame Uh Street, they they almost had to cancel Sesame Street, but HBO stepped up. That's cool. Luckily. But. Yeah, support PBS. PBS is struggling. You know, it's it's not easy to give them a lot of money, but yeah. they've been doing. They do some good programming, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, all for it. Seventeen, like well into seventeen hundred episodes of Fred Rogers. Uh, they were. Uh, I think there's a lot more. There's like forty five hundred right now. Sesame Street. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at no, it. With, he with my with my. They might have been before him by a lot. Sesame Street. Maybe no. In the 50s. They came after. He was in the 50s. He came, I don't know, in the 50s or 60s. I don't know exactly. He he also, people got to understand, he broke through like ways of filming and everything. But um, I just want to watch a documentary. Yeah. I, but I wanted to just, you know. Yeah. That's the good. part of the show we kind of just ran. I on. love it. I'm, I'm going to go watch it ASAP. Okay. I didn't know it was out already, actually. But Ant-Man and the Wasp. Do you want me to share one more thing? Sure. What's your one thing? I got the, uh, the, uh. The cutout of Deadpool. Yes. From 7-Eleven. I saw you sent me that picture. That was so cool. <laughs> the guy gave it to me. And you know I love Deadpool. And if you watch my tweets, I tweet about Deadpool. Yeah. Or I was a bunch. But uh, really exciting for me. What are you going to do with it? Right now, I texted uh, a couple of my roommates and was like, here's uh, here's our mercenary that's protecting us in the in the downstairs area <laughs> for a while. But then I'm going to... F- you can fold it up, actually. But oh, okay. I might actually... Just for fun. Sex doll. Sex doll. No. Come on. I might for fun (laughs) give it to someone else, sell it on eBay to someone else I want to put in their house to stand up because I might not be able to. Maybe I'll I'll offer it. Inspired me on an idea. Maybe I will offer you know crypto for it. Um, It's pretty badass. Um, Check out my Twitter producer, by the way. Um, And uh, basically, 
you know, that's that's going to be like the close of the show. Uh, we got Danny Goots. What's up? At what? D. Gutierrez 84 or AP Yesterday if you want some funnies. iTunes, SoundCloud, Coinboys. We got Coinboys Podcast, the Twitter, and then Instagram is Coinboys Cast. Peace. <laughs>